Hello, and welcome to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. In this weekly podcast, you'll be inspired and equipped through the power of God's Word to live an overcoming life. This week, we're excited to have Pastor Carl Gustav Severin from Sweden share a message of God's hope for our future. Sometimes we're in situations that seem hopeless, but in those moments, God steps up and promises to prosper us and to give us a hope and a future. And now for this week's message. Well, it's good to be home again. Uh, you know, as I, I travel a lot into many nations, but it's so wonderful always to come to Coastal Church. And I always hope you will understand my Swinglish is Sweden and English. Uh, yeah, we, we are from a little country, but we still keep our language. Amen. We are proud of it. <laughs> and we are a little country. We export good hockey players also. Some to Vancouver. Probably the best ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, well, we are so happy to be here, and, and I will try to fill in for your pastor this week. Weekend, he, I heard he was on a mission field, uh, suffering for Christ. And we really enjoy that he do that. We want him to take the rest. Well, this morning I have a word for you. I will go right into the word of God because we, we are the time short. Um, I, I, I know you have been talking about devotion this, this month. And, and Pastor Dave asked, asked me to also continue to speak a little bit about it. Um, and I was so happy because I have chosen the same scripture he used last Sunday. So maybe that's a, not a coincidence that we have that. So if you will go with me to Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, and we will stand up and read that together before we go to the Word of God. Amen. Okay, this is, a, this is not the scripture you're looking at right now. This is me. There we are. Let's read this together loud and clear, okay? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Turn to your neighbor and read that scripture to your neighbor right now. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning, and we bless the Word of God, and we bless the people that have come here to listen to your Word today. We thank you for speaking to our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Isn't that very good that God has plans for you? It was terrible if God said, no, I have no plan for you at all. Sorry, your life is over. No more plans. Let's wait until you go to heaven. No, God has plans for you, and he has good plans. And the Bible says they are not of disaster. It's to give you a future and a hope. So every morning you can wake up and say, today God has good plans to me. There's hope and there's a future for my life, for my family, for my marriage, for my body. And whatever you go through, what difficult it is, God can give you hope for your future. Uh, somebody said that the last thing that leaves a person before he dies is hope. He loses his hope, he loses his life. So God is very interesting to pour in, devoted in his life to pour in hope and future into your life. Because he knows that when you have a future, 
Uh, and, and sometimes and we are in a very difficult situation. You know, I was just a few months in a very difficult situation. You know, I don't know if I mentioned last time I was here. I don't know where I was here. You know, for me, like, I don't know where I am when I wake up in the morning. You know, I, but I was here. I have been here before. I know that. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, and um, you know, and, and, and I, I was on a, you know, I, I got some chest pains, and, and I, I said, I came into the doctor, and the doctor said, we have, you have a problem with your heart. Really, I didn't have any problem with the heart. It was the heart that had a problem with me. <laughs> I think I was going too fast. So, but it became like an emergency situation, and I was taken up to the, to the hospital, and, and they took me into the operation to operate, not an open surgery, but they went in here through the arm and into my heart. And I asked the doctor, can I take my iPhone and take pictures of this? This is interesting. You know, in the surgery like this every day. So I did that, and, and he, he came into my heart, and I saw it on a, on a screen, and, and suddenly he, I saw, he said, oh, oh, this. And when the doctor said, oh, oh, you wonder what's going to say now, you know. And he said, this is very, co-, because my, 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 the veins around my heart was blockaded to 99%. With only 1% left open, and that's, so, so I was very close of really a bad, bad thing there. Um, I was close to heaven. It's not a bad thing, you know, it's a good thing to go to heaven, but it was too early. I have to, <laughs> I have to go to coastal church first, you know. <laughs> amen, amen. And suddenly the nurse, they were talking and they were, oh, you know, I mean, it's amazing these doctors, they talk about all kinds of things when they operate you. What games was going on? Who's won the hockey game yesterday? And said, "This is my heart you're working on right now." You know. And so suddenly he just froze in his face, and the nurses froze. And oh, oh, said, this is very complicated. And it was like I felt like the Beethoven, ba 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 ba. You know. Have <laughs> you felt that? You know. Oh 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 oh. And but then he 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 looked at me and said, "But don't worry, I'm very good at this." I'm going to fix it for you. And this is what I have a word for you, some of you today. Maybe you have a very complicated situation in your life. But God is smiling in heaven and say, well, look, this is a complicated situation, but I'm very good at this stuff. And I'm going to fix it. Hallelujah. I'm going to fix it for you. Don't worry. I have a future. I have a hope for you. It's not over. Tell your neighbor it's not over for you. Amen. Say God is very good at this stuff. I have a story I want to tell you today from the Bible. It's from the book of Romans, the fourth chapter. If you have the Bible, go with me to Romans 4. Do it very fast. Jesus is coming soon and time is running out here. (laughs) Romans 4. And it's from verse 16 to verse 20. And uh, if we just read that together, it will be wonderful. I don't know if you can see it, but read by faith, okay? <laughs> so the promise is received from by faith. It's given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham, for Abraham is the father of all who believe, that this is what scriptures mean, what God told him. I have made you father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God 
who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Underline that with 300 lines in your Bible. Even when there was no horizon for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he could become a father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead. Yeah, you better be close to death when you're 100 years. You know. It's not normal. And so was Sarah's womb. That means dead. Okay? And Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and he brought the glory to God. Amen. Wow, if you can go home now and say it was a good meeting already. You know. But I have a story to tell you about Abraham because when I read about Abraham, I realize one thing. If he could have a child in his age and his wife, every miracle on the face of the earth is possible. God can change any situation in your life today. Whatever you go through right now, whatever you are in what situation, I know one thing. There is hope and there is future for you. Maybe you are dying on a sickness. There is hope and a future for you. Maybe the marriage is going in pieces. There is hope and a future for your marriage. Even there's a family situation with your kids. Maybe they're out doing bad stuff and you wonder, how are we going to go with my kids? God has a future for your kids. Amen. Amen. Maybe that's a relationship broken. That's a dead relationship. God can restore dead relationships. Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham's body was dead. I mean, God came to him when he was 70 years old. His wife was 60. That's a 10 years younger wife. But... The Bible says she didn't have what women used to have. That means there was no possibility for her to have a child. And God entered into his tent. And maybe not God came into the tent, but he said, come out. Sometimes we need to come out so we can see bigger, you know. And God just said, hey, Abraham, I want to show you something. The stars. And his daughter said, wow. Can you count the stars? No. That was too many. He started trying, but it was too many. Then, you know, God said, you know what, Abraham? So many kids you're going to have. And the Bible says he got a wow in his heart. Have you ever got a wow? You heard a sermon like today? <laughs> I'm sorry. I could just read. You hear a sermon and you, said, and you read the Bible and said, wow, that's a word for me. This is something I need in my life. Wow, I need this. This is a word for me. And it comes a wow, and you start to look upon the word of God. Wow. And then you look upon your wife. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, don't look at your wife, but he. I don't say that. This was a misunderstanding. But he looked upon the circumstances because when he saw Sarah, he knew this cannot happen. It's impossible. You know? My wife is 60, I'm 70. How would that happen? Maybe you thought, well, she will get younger and she, she will turn 50 next year. And then, no, it, that didn't work. The nature was just going in the wrong direction for him. So he became 80. That means that she became 70. And situation got worse by the day. 
Then he became 90, and how old she became then? You're counting right. Then he became 100, and now life was very bad. She's 90, that's what we come into our scripture there. She's 90 years old, he's 100 years old, and the Bible says his body was dead, her womb was dead. That means there was no life could be created in her womb because there was no natural things. Sometimes natural things can come up. I know people come and say, Carl, it's a fact. Say in Russian, it's a fact. It cannot happen, the fact. But you know when people say fact, I said, fact is not truth. Because what God said is more true than the fact is sometimes. Oh, that was good. I never said that before, but... <laughs> it was homemade by heaven today, just for you today. I didn't even say it in other services. It just came right now. Somebody needed to hear that. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 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 I mean, look at Abraham. He's 100 years old. Maybe no more teeth in his mouth. Wife, no teeth. Maybe walking. And God comes into the house. And imagine, God comes into your house when you're 100 years old. Sit down, and, and Sarah goes into the kitchen to make some food, some, some sushi and some things there, you know. And, Yeah, there was a lot of fish there in the wilderness, you know. I don't know. And she's ready for making a meal for the messenger of God. And she listens. You, women listen more than you think. I will preach on that next time. It's a new sermon. And she hears when, when the servant of God says, Abraham, you know, 30 years ago, I spoke about this. It's going to happen next year. Wow. And Sarah heard it. And the Bible says she smiled. And you know how women smile when they don't believe? <laughs> I mean, she realized. This cannot happen. This is impossible. But you know what the Bible says? Sarah got faith that day. Sarah believed. And three months later, she was pregnant. Can you imagine if you see two people on the street out here coming? One is 100 year old, both, they have no teeth. <laughs> there was no dentist in the wilderness, no teeth brush. They didn't have any teeth, I can guarantee you. Can't wait to heaven to find out. The car was right. And they're coming like this, going into a shop. I say, hello, my name is Abraham. This is my wife, Sarah. We're going to have a baby. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> and we want to buy that yellow baby wagon there. <laughs> so now it's more easy to, to walk home for Abraham because the baby wagon... <laughs> Praise God. And there were two people with hope and a future. They have future now. They was walking, and, and of course the stomach was growing, and, and, and people started thinking, what is happening with Sarah's stomach? Maybe she put a pillow somewhere or something, you know. 
she just have some for I think if they were members of Coastal Church, if they come to Pastor Dave's office and said, you know, I'm, my name is so-and-so, I'm 100-year-old, and my, this is my wife, we have motifs, and we're going to have a baby in a few months. We need some prayer. And Pastor, you need some counseling. <laughs> amen. I said, amen. I said, Amen. But one day, the stomach gets bigger and bigger and bigger. and bi Not so big, but, you know. <laughs> and one day, there was a scream in Sarah's tent. And out comes a 101-year-old man. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> you know what? Hope always gets the last laugh. <laughs> remember that. I said, remember that. People can laugh about you sometimes when you have you got a faith project or you have hope for something. Oh, hope. What do you what do you mean with hope? But God can give you hope this morning. I said, God can put a seed of hope in your situation today. God can give you a word of encouragement. Glory be to God. I see some of you that I remember before I've been here, when you were in desperate situation and God gave you hope. God gave you a future. God gave a solution to that situation because God's word came into you. I believe we shall be Christians who give each other hope. There's so many hopeless people. I mean, I remember we had our first baby. Have you ever had a first baby sometime? How many have had their first baby sometime? Not sometime, one time. <laughs> it happened only one time when you have your first baby. I remember my wife, it was several thousand years ago we have our baby, but... <laughs> We, we had our first baby. His name is Andrew, and he was born, and it was a 27-year, not 7, sorry, seven, 27 hours labor. Not 77, seven, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the language here. And uh, my wife was totally exhausted, and after four, they call it cross labors, the last, I don't know, I'm not a specialist on this, but it, the last thing, what do, you, what do you call it when they go? Yeah, that's a transition. Yeah, exactly. That was a four-hour transition before the baby came out, and the baby was... <gasps> and finally, we get life in him, and of course, as a father, you, you, I, tears came down my eyes. I, I'm a father, I'm a father. I jumped into the, out of the hospital. I jumped like a kangaroo from Australia. And I, was, <laughs> I came into the church where I was a pastor, and I said, I'm a father, here's the father. And the people say, oh, they applauded me, and they have bought, bought some cake, and we were sitting drinking coffee. And I thought, explained the whole thing, how, how we were suffering, not we, but my wife. <laughs> I was suffering another way. But, you know, it was, it was very, very hard labor. And suddenly, one man, he was, he was just quiet. He was an engineer. Hmm. Hmm. Why are you saying hmm? And then he said, very boldly, and like an expert, like he knows everything. You know what? I heard when there are four hours of, um, what do you call the last one? The transition. That means that your baby is very bad hurt. And it will never be, there will be something wrong with the baby. And, and he said in a way, like, and I said, uh-huh. And the funny thing was, he was not a midwife or a doctor. 
He was an engineer. <laughs> and what does engineer? I don't have anything against engineers, but they don't know anything about this thing. But I was that new for that. Oh, yeah, okay. And I believed him. It's as stupid as if you're sick. Don't ever go on the internet and, and seek about your sickness. You will die just reading what you read on the internet. <laughs> okay? You find out so many things coming out of there that you will die just by reading it. So instead, read the Bible. Look upon the stars. Look upon the promise of God. God has a promise for you. I said God has a promise for you. And God has a future for you. It's not over. But I thought it, my life was over that day. It was so terrible. I sat there. I came home to my house, and people called, congratulations. I said, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. For three days, I was laying in my bed. I was crying. I was weeping. And I saw my, my, my son, you know, that he would never be healed. He would, he would be like, like my whole I, Every child is welcome, but it was like, it was hard for us. Finally, I, I realized I had to call somebody to understand this. That's a good idea. So I called one of the midwives of the church, and I, I, I called and said, is that true? I told what the engineer said. <laughs> and I never forget. I've not seen that lady for, for 35 years. Recently, I found her on Facebook, so we, <laughs> Facebook is fantastic, you know. And, and, and uh, we had some chat there, and, and I reminded her about this story, and I and, and said, this senior said that did da 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 da. And I never get how she She started to laugh on the telephone. Ha, ha, ha. I said, what are you laughing about? She said, it's the most stupid thing I never heard in my life. <laughs> and suddenly, that hopelessness broke. And I got hope back. I have a feeling today. Maybe you feel like there's death in your in your spiritual womb. Maybe there are, there are, there are impossible situations. Hope, you feel that hopelessness in that situation where you are, maybe a financial situation, maybe there's a sickness, maybe there's a family situation. God has a future and a hope for you. Amen. I said amen. The Bible says, hope is like an anchor. You know an anchor, when you put an anchor on the, on the, on the, on the water? I, I did that one time with my wife. We, had, we worked on a boat we had had. And... Um, the, the salesman didn't tell how to put that anchor in, so I just put it in in the evening there. We were in a bay outside Sweden, and, and the storm came in the middle of the night. And when I came up of the boat that morning, I realized, where are we? We were not here yesterday. We had moved all night because it was not anchored the right way. And the next night, I put it back, on the right way, how to do it. Somebody told me how to do it. And I could go to sleep that night. And I know that any storm that come tonight, we will be on the same place. See, that's what happened when you have faith in God. Like Abraham, he trusted God. All these years, all these years of transition. And you have to know, wherever you are in your life, you have to be bold like a lion. Tonight, or if it's not tonight, it will be tonight very soon. But this morning, I would encourage you, come boldly to the throne of grace today. Don't, don't say, well, it's hopeless for me. It's not hopeless for you. This sermon can bring hope to the hopeless. 
And God has a future for your situation. I, I told this story last, last meeting. Also, uh, when, when I went to Bible school, it feels like also 2,000 years ago. Everything feels so long time nowadays. My wife and I, we lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and we left our country for one year to go to Bible school to learn about faith. And we were so excited, but the financial situation was not so exciting. Because every day was a struggle to get things going. And every day we, so if somebody come and say, we will invite you for lunch or dinner, we didn't pray about that. We just came. <laughs> we prayed about a lot of things, but we never prayed about that. So an old couple came to us and said, Carl, Monica, Robert, and also my best friend, welcome to our house tonight. We want to give you a, a, a really treat, a dinner for you to, to, to bless you. So we were so excited. I remember we came to the house, and it was a house, Beautiful house. I've never seen such a beautiful house in my life because we lived in a little, like a little box. And outside was a nice car. It was a Cadillac. And that time, your Cadillac was something fantastic. And I looked upon the car on the way into it. I said, like, wow, God loves some people very much. <laughs> I came into the house, and I looked through the, and the house. that was very high in the ceiling. I said, wow, what a house. The, 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 the carpet was thick like this. I walked on the carpet like this. <laughs> like this. It was so funny. I, I, Furnaces, pictures, so beautiful, everything. He showed us a second car. I said, are you two cars? Yeah, God blessed us with a new car yesterday. I was just... And he came back into the house. He said, you know, Carl, Monica, Robert, and Osa... Everything in this house is given to us by God. And I thought, I, God also has an address home. I looked upon the picture on the walls, the furnaces and the, and the beautiful carpet. And, and then he said, you know what? Is there anything in this house that you need in your home? Take it with you home tonight. And I thought, I need it all. <laughs> but I'm Swedish. And Swedes never say, I want it all. You know, we are very gentle. But you know, the Sedin brothers in the Vancouver Canal, very handsome and very... Very soft people, you know. So I got nervous. Of course, I, I, I preached for the Russian people, you know, for 25 years. And I know what the Russian will say. No, no, we don't, we don't have to bring anything home. You move to our house, we stay here. <laughs> but I'm Swedish. So I did a mistake. I turned the, the microphone over to my wife. I said, Monica, you tell what we want. You, I mean... And you know what that woman said? My wife. Oh, we don't really need anything, but maybe a mixer is fine that we can. I said, Monica, um, I didn't say anything. I was saying. <laughs> On the way home, I was so mad. We needed that marriage counseling. We have need to go to that course. You know. There was not a burn offering. There was burning in my brain. I thought on the way home, I was sitting with this mixer. She was driving. I said, I will not drive. You drive home. Not even electric. 
I looked and I saw my wife. I said, Monica, you know what? We can have walked on like this home. That would be fun. We can have some food. And you said mixer. Why did you say mixer? He said, call Gustav. You didn't say anything. At least I said something. <laughs> and my best friend Robert, he came home with a teaspoon. <laughs> the man of faith and power, you know. But I have changed at that time. Don't invite me to your home. I was just joking. But today, I want to encourage you, wherever you are in your situation, don't say to God, give me a mixer. Okay. Be bold. God has a future. God has a hope. Don't let the devil erase and say about your future. Delete. There's one who has no future, and that's the devil himself. We have a future and a hope. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I said amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God has a future for you. God has a future for you. Hallelujah. So wherever you are, wherever you are today in your situation, can you please ask some this? And we will ask Pastor James to come up and pray with us in the end here. Time is running fast. Jesus is coming soon and the next service starting soon. <laughs> but I want to just tell you, let's stand up everybody. Can you just play a bit on the piano? I want to say to you today, this morning, maybe you have a situation. Have you ever gone sometimes from hope to hopelessness in one day? We have this sometimes go roller coasters in our life. Sometimes we hope, sometimes we not hope. God wants to give you a firm hope today in your life situation. Maybe you're not even a Christian. You want to come to the Lord. Today is the day to give your life to Jesus Christ, to get a real future and a real hope but also to you who are fighting in a desperate situation. Maybe you're fighting between hope and hopelessness about that situation you're in. I believe God's sending me here all the way to Coastal today to tell you that there is a hope and there is a future. Amen. I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. So this morning, if you need prayer, I have a, I want to say like the doctor said to me from God, well, it's complicated, but I'm very good at this. Jesus is saying to you, I can fix it. I can do it. I can help you. Thanks so much for listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. We hope that today's message has inspired you to live a life fully devoted to following Christ. Be sure to check out our website for other ways to watch, listen, or share this message. For more information, go to coastalchurch.org.